What's up, everyone? We're here live on our YouTube channel uh, here in the Lockdown Cavs podcast. I'm Chris Manning. He's Evan Damerill. We're talking Cavs after they win 113 to 110 in Charlotte to wrap up their five game road trip with a three and two record. They are four and four on the season. Uh, still young season, but I think better than anyone sort of expected. A gutsy win for the Cavs, honestly, withstanding a late second half charge from the Charlotte Hornets to win this one. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Kevin Love going into the league's health and safety protocols, meaning he's going to miss a undetermined amount of time. And we're going to talk about uh, the Cavs New Jerseys that debuted on Monday. The whole league got new city adjacent jerseys, and the Cavs are one of them. And uh, spoiler alert, I think they're they're kind of neat. But that's all coming up today on Lockdown Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check out rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. And remember, thanks for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We're almost at 500. Smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. They're four and four. Things mm-hmm. are going things are going well for them, you know, doing well. Cavs win this game 113 to 110. We'll get into our awards, MVP, stat of the night, play of the night. But Evan, your takeaway from this game and the end of this road trip, where, where are you at right now in this Cavs team? Well, my biggest takeaway is the Cavs finally played big in this one, like pun intended and everything, like Miles Bridges. Are we just talking at the after this game or at the end of the road trip in general? Hey, you know, a combo, a combo. I'm just going to go with this game right now because it's freshest in my mind because that Suns game was a stinker. The Lakers game was fun until LeBron flipped the switch at the very end. Uh, the Clippers game was a defensive masterpiece on J.B. Vickerstaff's part, like jo- jokingly, of course. And then um, the Nuggets game was a pleasant surprise. Uh, maybe we should start downing the Cavs more often so they win games. But just in terms of impact, like Miles Bridges absolutely torched the Cavs in their first game against Charlotte, and that's so much so that it helped him win Player of the Week honors. Uh, he still had double-digit points, but it was on 4 of 18 shooting, 1 of 7 from 3. He had 13 points, 8 assists, 9 boards, like a pretty good game overall for Miles Bridges, I guess, if you look at it. But the shooting numbers are pretty bad. Like The Cavs made a concerted effort to defend, Brid- to defend Bridges. They made a concerted effort to shut down Gordon Hayward. Um, there's not a lot you could do when the Hornets have two guards like Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball who are kind of fearless from three combined. They were nine of 19 and versus Garland and Sexton who were combined two of 11. Um, not, not ideal, but you know, growing pains, of course, the Cavs are going to have a lot of those, but this is a good win, a good palate cleanser prior to hopefully another one against the Blazers on Wednesday. And then, Man, I hope Scotty Barnes is available when they play the Raptors later this week because I'm really looking forward to Evan Mobley versus Scotty Barnes. Um, but yeah, man, this this was a fun game overall. Like the offense was kind of dreadful at times, but there were some fun, neat moments throughout that uh, kind of made it watchable from beginning to end. Yeah, uh, we'll get let's get into awards, but I got to say, Austin Carr, when Lowry Marketing successfully scored on a post up against Miles Bridges, he sounded like a proud father who's like, you know, like idiot kid like finally got it together and like got a job 
really big moment for Austin Carr when Larry Markkinen <laughs> scored in the post, and he was just so happy. Um, so I'm really happy for Austin Carr in that moment. I like truly like Austin. Sometimes can go off the rails. I I find him delightful when he's just like you can tell he's annoyed with someone, and then he like can't obviously yeah. like Bally is a very like pro team broadcast. Uh, it's just how it's oriented, and and Austin when he gets to like sneak in that little little bit of stuff, it's some of the very best Austin Carr. But again, Cavs win mm-hmm. one thirteen to one ten. Uh, Larry Markkinen, as the, we alluded to, 21 points, eight rebounds. Jared Allen, 24 and 16. Evan Mobley, 15, 10, had two seals and a block as well. Uh, all five starters in double digits. Uh, Jetty Osmond had 13 points off the bench, including four of five from three. And the Cavs really played eight guys in this one, but Dean Wade only plays 14. Obviously, no Isaac Okora for a fourth straight game due to a hamstring strain. Kevin Love out, as we'll talk about in the next segment, due to the health and safety protocol situation. Uh, so, Evan, your MVP for this game is is whom? I'm pulling a 180 on you at the last second because I shared my MVP with you prior to us recording, but it's going to be Larry Markkinen. Uh 21 oh, points, eight boards three blocks like this was a good game i agree with ac it's good to see him actually use his god-given abilities in the post and be an effective player on the interior um larry markin is a straight shooter he's kind of dry uh it's that it's that eastern northeastern european in him coming out where he doesn't really give you much elaboration on his answers at least in his post game media availability but he more or less said he's like i i know i gotta bang more down low and take advantage of my size and the mismatches presented as the starting three for the Cavs. Do I think this is still a tangible thing long term? No, I think I think it's going to hurt the Cavs sooner or later. But this was a good win for Markinen. Uh, not a great shooting night overall. I mean, seven of nineteen, but he kind of kept the Cavs in this at points. And I think the three blocks are my biggest takeaway. Like Larry looked pretty good there. And why did you say "oh man" to my pick? Uh, no. Well, number one, uh, I Evan, I need you to go to Twitter and look look at this Franz Wagner dunk that just happened because he just murdered Jared Vanderbilt. Like maybe the dunk of the NBA season so far is Franz Wagner. Didn't see that one coming. Um, as they're beating the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Uh, but I well, you said you're gonna pick Jetty Osmond, and he's in the graphic. He's I put him in the graphic for our thumbnail on this video and for social. I'm keeping him in there, but I'm picking Jared Allen because Jared Allen, um, utterly important to everything the Cavs did in, in this game. Nine of thirteen from the field, sixteen rebounds, had the three blocks, was really really good on defense. Um, showed a little bit of post up ability when they needed them to in, in certain situations. Just a really, really good Jared Allen game. Um, I don't, I you know, it's it's probably something we I'm should dive into. Something better than that dunk, by the way. Oh boy, uh, we should definitely dive into the at some point the how the Mobley Allen. No, I don't even want to know what this is. The Mobley Allen duo and partnership and how good it's been to start the year. Um, and, and look at some of the numbers of it and stuff as well. But Evans, uh, play of the night. I'm gonna get Jetty Asman looped in here because fourth quarter. Darius Garland, uh, later in the shot clock, he's, they're trying to figure some stuff out. In a game where he didn't shoot well, and I kind of wanted him to actually be more aggressive at certain points. But at one point, he kind of, he laid in the shot clock. They kind of just oh need to gosh, get a good shot. What a dunk. It's incredible, right? Unbelievable stuff. Um, I'm our what friend of the program. Friend of the program, Jake Chapman, I hopefully has a call for that for Orlando Magic Radio. Um, former 92.3 employee, Jake Chapman. Hopefully he gets one. I can listen to that because Jake rocks. But Darius Garland pat basically kind of passes open Jetty Osmond and Jetty hits the three kind of in motion and in, in, in the flow of what he was kind of playing. It was a really good Jetty game. Despite Darius's numbers and his box score stuff not being great, he did have some really key assists and I thought did an, a pretty solid job of taking care of the ball for most of the game. 
But this pass mm-hmm. was just like he made the defender kind of react to him, and he passed the ball to where Jetty was going to be, and Jetty hit in stride. Just a really good pass from Darius, and they got yeah. the Cavs a bucket at a moment they needed it. Hey, man, Jetty Osmond looks really good so far. I think you, Dave Zavak, and Carter Rodriguez, who I sent you that picture of because it's a striking Photoshop that I saw. It made me laugh quite a bit. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, that that's how I felt seeing it. Um, you guys are the Jetty Osmond truthers here. I was kind of all the way out on Jetty. I was just had low expectations. But so far, it's been a fun experience for him. So... Does he him kind of put together meaningful stretches of basketball on a night-to-night basis instead of it being those peaks and valleys, if you're a regular listener, uh, you know that I talk about when it comes to him playing on the court. So if he finds a consistent niche role for this Cavs team as a shooter, um, his he's still going to be a mess defensively. If he provides a little bit of playmaking, some energy off the bench, like that that's a win for the Cavs. Like you have a rotational piece, especially when um, – I know some folks on Cavs Twitter are like, well, Kevin Love being out is not that big a loss. I mean, in terms of talent, you look at Dean Wade and Lamar Stevens, like there's a huge drop off from Isaac Okoro and Kevin Love, well, Dean well, Wade, Lamar well, Stevens. Well, so. We will talk about it, but JB Bickerstaff like contracting the rotation back to eight guys at when two key guys are out is just like, oh, buddy, that's t- that tells me what you think of some of the some of these guys and how Lamar in particular played over the weekend. I mean, Dean Wade didn't really play anything. Me, I mean, he had. Hit that nice little, yeah, hit that nice little cut from the corner. Um, but anyway, Evan, we're running. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We're running uh, for time. But my play of the night pick is Colin was driving to the basket and friend oh, of the pod, yeah. most more so your friend Jordan Zerm pointed out, like it is frustrating to watch Colin sometimes get lost in the trees and just kind of lose direction on what he should be doing when he's driving to the basket. He made a really smart play. He kicked it right out to Ricky Rubio and he uh, hit a th- Rubio hit a three. And like, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I need to see Colin make more passes like this going forward so that I can kind of stop bitch and moan about some of his possessions. And I'm not going to be one of those people who like analyze his touches every single game and say it's a problem because Colin's helping this Cavs team win on, by touching the ball t- less. Put on, on that tinfoil yeah. hide, Evan. Yep. Uh, that's a waste of tinfoil. Tinfoil is expensive, dude. Um, but Chris, did you give your MVP pick or did we just jump to play? No, I, I, Jer- Jared Allen. It's Franz Wagner's fault. Um, but uh, my, let's yeah. go to, let's go to stat of the night. Here, here's mine. Sure. I, I can, I can't, yeah, I just am so, I can, I don't know if you could have told me at the beginning of the year that the Cavs would have had a game where Sexton and Garland were combined 10 of 30 from the field and two of 11 Ooh, from yeah. three and they would have won a game. I don't know if I would have believed that. And it happened. And, you know, I thought Colin did, had that the the maybe the best assist I've ever seen him make um, in, in this game. You know, he played some better events. I thought this is one of the better defensive Garland games we've seen. I thought he played some really good off ball defense in this one in particular. They did maybe enough to answer on that one. I, he did. Look, I sometimes I, I ask good questions and sometimes I don't. I did say coach and I'm not happy with myself. I give myself a C because I said th- I called him coach and I, I hate that. But Garland and Sexton. 10 of 30 from the field, two of 11 from three and the Cavs one that that's if you can win a game where that happens, um, that you take that if you're the Cavs. Oh, you absolutely do. And I'm going to pull up his actual numbers on the year up. Nope. Don't have regular access to them, but I think Jared Allen, like my stat of the night is the fact that he only missed four buckets at one point in the game. I think he was 10 of 11 from the floor. He missed a couple towards the end of the game, but he finished the night nine of 13, uh, 24 points, 16 boards. Like you said, he is your MVP pick. I think he's the overall MVP. He's just so dang good tonight. Um, yeah, he was the reason why the Cavs were big in the interior and kind of taking advantage of the Hornets playing so small. But 
I just think the fact that Jared Allen is so GD accurate with the ball in his hands is just really refreshing. Um, I mean, shouts to former Cleveland Cavalier Andre Drummond for almost posting a triple double tonight with the 76ers, <laughs> but it is night and day. Uh, I, I go back to that Rick and Morty tweet I made where Morty discovers what true level is. And then that's like when Cavs fans experience Jared Allen and have to go back to Andre Drummond the following night. It is night and day to see an effective and efficient center who is pretty low impact in terms of offensive touches, but like can contribute in so many ways on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, talk about Kevin Love. But again, the Cavs win uh, 113-110, go to 3-2 and two on the road trip. Uh, did that without Kevin Love. Again, we're going to talk about after the break as he's now in the league's health and safety protocols. But first, got to tell everyone about our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks, Evan, has the best daily fantasy out there on the very on the big old market out there. And look, they're they have a ton of stuff. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, and they offer all of the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each games. You can just pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times in any entry, and it is just you versus those projected numbers. All you have user, all users that deposit and use the promo code NBA receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And look, prize picks also allows mixed sports entries. So you could take the over on LeBron, then take the under on Mahomes in the same entry. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play for injured users out there. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, Evan, Kevin Love, back. out. Not a whole lot to say about protocols. this, man. Well, let's let's in it case sucks. people in case people don't haven't heard yet for whatever reason, oh. which just let's let's go through the the who won't win their why. Kevin Love enters the league health and safety protocols first reported by the athletic James Charania on Monday. Um, don't really have a lot of information other than that about that. We don't know what the incident that caused this was, was someone he around at COVID. It doesn't seem like anyone else on the team um, is involved with this. <laughs> it was Vestry. Um, it was Vestry. It was Vestry. Uh, several games means probably more than two. JB Bakerstaff was asked about this pregame. He said he does not know how many games Kevin is going to miss. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Uh, Kevin Love is going to be out. You and said, he said seven games probably means more than two. And I'm just, I really wanted to say, yeah, no shit. That's well, basic math right there. Okay. <laughs> several games means more than two. It is late <laughs> and uh, my brain is going. But uh, <laughs> Kevin Love, we don't know when he's going to be back. Very little information on that. Just for those wondering, and I saw some people tweeting about this, so let's just address it. I, I, 99.9%, I'm not 100% sure that he is vaccinated. Uh, Kobe Allman had said in media day that he, that the whole team was going to be vaccinated within several weeks. I think there was only one player at that time that wasn't, and it wasn't Kevin Love. So, uh, this can happen. Obviously, you can get vaccinated, you can still have a breakthrough case, it lessens mm-hmm. your symptoms, blah, 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 all that stuff. You can go to the CDC for that. Please, please go get vaccinated. But, uh, this is not, you know, Locked on. Oh. Anyway, um, I'm gonna Dude. I'm gonna mute myself for a second and reboot. Evan, you talk for a minute, please. 
Okay, well, we're going to have to start charging Chris's wife for podcast appearances. Uh, she's just getting free publicity, and she's clout chasing at this point on the number one Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Chris is laughing in agreement. but Hey, look, the Keystone Wildcats, second round of the playoffs. Go Wildcats. Very excited for them, uh, and they're going to go to state, baby. Wildcats forever, baby. Um, I, I I think it's kind of reckless for us to speculate on whether or not he's – I mean, I, I – I tweeted saying that Kobe Altman made it pretty clear like the team was in the process of being fully vaccinated back in September. And I think it's safe to assume um, there's maybe one or two players that weren't vaccinated at that point. And the Cavs are going to take care of it sooner instead of later because JV and Kobe made it pretty clear that it is a competitive disadvantage on a night-to-night basis to have every player not be vaccinated because if you expose a player to COVID or if you expose multiple players to COVID – you're out for a hell of a lot longer if you're not vaccinated. And you also run the risks of not being able to play in San Francisco or New York. And the Cavs had to play in New York several times this year because of both Brooklyn and the Knicks. So it's just kind of weird to think about. I guess like you can't outright ask Kevin, like, hey, are you vaccinated? Because at the same, like, you're going to get that. That's none of your business. I think JV is using coach speak because I don't think he wants to put a firm timeline on Kevin or like, if he says like, "Oh, it's gonna be two Let's, weeks worth of games," and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he's not vaccinated," or he's like, "Oh, it could be a game or two, and then everyone's like, "Oh, he is vaccinated," so it's it's hard to say. I don't really know what the NBA's rules are. I think he has to show multiple negative tests before he's allowed to come back. So I yeah. more than likely he tested positive, was exposed to somebody who tested positive, something like that. Um, the NBA is kind of cryptic on this because they are protecting the players as they should. Um, I just think, but it, all, it also context, isn't a HIPAA violation. By the way, we sh- we probably I mean, we can't ask. It's not a HIPAA violation. Just to be to be explicit about that, like, we can't no, it's, ask. It's not um, a HIPAA. It's yeah, not a HIPAA I'm just, no, I'm just saying because people will be like, oh, you shouldn't ask at all. Uh, Chris Fedor of Cleveland.com did report that that he said a source said Kevin Love is vaccinated. And my understanding is, I believe Kevin was among the players um, who was vaccinated when they did that run through with the the one shot Johnson and Johnson last March when it became available to them. And JB was one of the people who got the, the two dose. Cause just how it worked out, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I get the, the thing that I think is probably just more interesting about this is just the fact that we saw what there were like, we'll see what this looks like Wednesday and we'll see when Isaac comes back and all of that. But like JB just was like, I'm going to contract the rotation. Yeah. I'm going to like basically play like seven guys and Dean Wade's going to make like a 14 minute cameo. I'm not going to play Lamar. I'm not going to play Dylan Windler. And we're just going to go with these seven guys that I kind of trust. Plus with like a splash of, I mean, Evan Mobley played 40 minutes against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I thought at first you were just going to say Evan played 40 minutes. I, I really like this bit because which is more, Carter which Rodriguez is more than was... 47. Yeah. Yes, it is. Thank you. Um, Carter Rodriguez was tweeting like Evan did this. Evan did that. And he's like, it's really impressive. I'm like, thanks, man. I'm trying my best. But yeah, it really does speak volumes. I think on the depth situation for the Cavs, like Denzel Valentine, Dylan Windler didn't even crack the rotation and the Cavs really need some help on the wing. And especially in terms of shooting too, I guess like you hope Dean way can provide it. I think JB is going to try and grind out a lot of these games with their bench players. Um, we got a question from Tate Boys, which I think we could ask. We could kind of answer this to wrap this up. Were you guys surprised JV was putting Jetty in the defense in in on defense down the stretch, like somewhat? But also, what else are you gonna do too? Like you didn't play Lamar Stevens at all to that point at that night. Like you're not gonna just have him come immediately off the bench. And say, all right, Lamar, we need you to go to f- defend. 
LaMelo Ball or Terry Rozier. Like you kind of roll with who's been hot and who's been working that night. And I think JV's that kind of coach where he has a good feel for the pulse of this team. Um, it, I don't know, man. That is true, though. Like Jetty Osmond did play down the stretch on defensive possessions. I, I think that raised an eyebrow because he pulled Sexton, who was playing hard on defense, to close the game and he put Jetty in in his place. And I'm just like, we sure about this one, but hey, it worked. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just the shooting. You know, I think it was just like we we need to, like the the Cavs are a team offensively that there there's a little more cutting than I think I I give them credit for sometimes. Like you're seeing Sexton cut, you're seeing Garland kind of do some run through, but they're not a team that does a lot off ball. And sometimes I think it's just like Jetty is able to shoot threes and is willing to take them. And it's like if we're gonna run one action. And then, like, need someone to maybe take a shot off of that said action. Jetty can do that, and I, I think that's how you you kind of get there. And he shot well tonight. I mean, he shot better than Rubio. He yeah. shot better than Sexton. He shot better than Garland. Like, JB has shown a willingness Dude, to ride wild. that hot hand. Ricky Rubio had such a bad night offensively, but he led the team in plus minus with plus twenty three. He he is like impactful even when he like plays bad, and I think we can like overhype some of that to some degree. But I think he's setting and. Uh, no one probes a defense uh, like Ricky Rubio. Um, all right. So we uh, are going to take a break here, pay Grace some more bills. Uh, if anyone is at, throwing questions there, we are not going to do trade deadline target stuff tonight. That That is too early for us to do that. We're going to talk about the new jerseys after the break. So if you have a jersey question, ask that. I, I don't want to talk about trades right now. Let's just like embrace this people in, in the chat. But Evan, um what ad what ad do we have first uh we have shopify and it's you okay so look yeah it's right our friends i just needed the copy to load because it was being slow look our friends shopify are making shopping easy and look i love shopping made easy when you hear that shopify new sale sound it's the sound of another a sound of another sale on shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start run and grow your business in case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point, their point-of-sale app in accompanying hardware. It gives entrepreneurs the resources one to reserve just for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, do in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Um, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses, uh, including it has integration with apps like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode of Locked on Cavs is also brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Goodness gracious, that's a mouthful. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Evan. Cavs, New Jerseys. Uh, I like them. So let 
I will uh, pull. Uh, you talk about them first. I'm going to see if I can throw up a, an image on here quickly um, as we're going here. So you you talk about them. Why God do you, why do you like God's... them? Why are you a fan? I. So I can understand why fans might be a little underwhelmed, but I am a sucker for the candy cane stripes um, that the Cavs use. I think they, that it's an underutilized design element of theirs. Uh, I, I read somewhere, I, I forget where I read it. Um, they should have flip-flopped it and had the swashbuckling Cavalier be the belt logo, I guess you want to call it that, or the center of the short logo and have the Cavs logo with the basket V with the swish line from the 90s logo. Let that be the chest logo. I think that would have been a really nice touch. Um, I mean, they're the whining golders. Like that, that's how I just associate with the Cavs. I think they got the color scheme right. It's not like a weird Frankenstein jersey like it was for their 50th anniversary jerseys. It was like a really a mishmash of so many different elements that just kind of felt like they were clashing just because like the colors and everything else too. And then I like that the teams that have won a championship, there's some type of homage to that. Like for the Heat, I know they have their three championship years on the, I guess, belt buckle again, or it's hard for the Celtics when they've won 17 of them, or it's also hard for the Lakers when they've won a gazillion of them as well. But for the Cavs, it's a nice touch. It's a nice touch for the court too. They have it on the right below center court, and it's on the right above the jock tag for the Cavs uniforms. Um, It has two white dots to show the Warriors took a 2-0 lead, then one yellow dot, then another white dot to show the 3-1 lead the Warriors have, and then three consecutive yellow dots to show the Cavs won the championship with the 2016 tag underneath. Um, it's it's all nice. It's all sharp stuff. I think the real cherry on top for me with these, it'd be really cool for the Cavs to send out like personalized jerseys with each player's number for the team that was meaningful for that 2016 title squad. So like Tristan... LeBron, Kyrie, JR, Kevin will obviously still on the team. Delhi over in Australia, you have like Champ, you have Channing, you have RJ, you have all these key players who are part of this team winning a championship. Mozgov and uh, everybody else too. Like everybody should get one of these jerseys. I think it's a good way to like kind of get back in the good graces of some of these players. I think they're on better terms with JR. I think Kyrie kind of smoothed things over last year after he got cooked by Colin and was still all positivity about it afterwards. Um, I don't think see the thing is like with the city jerseys last year, the rock and roll ones, when they first leaked, I'm like, oh God, they look like a ransom note. And then you see the short. Well the way them. they st- the way they sell them was just absolutely ridiculous. It, it was. The way they were then, like, these are like it, it yeah, it was the the stuff behind it was kind of cool though but when you saw it on like when you saw it in action and you like saw it with like while the players were wearing them in action, they looked better. These uniforms already look good to me, at least because they're simple enough. Like they're not trying to do too much. They're not trying to be too busy. They're not as bothersome as the Mavericks, where if you look at the chest numbering on the Mavericks, they're slightly spaced apart too much. And it really bothers me or it's not as chaotic as the heats. Um, or, I mean, if you take the jazz and the uh, Suns, they just took a, the template of what was working last year and continued with it. Um, we'll talk about what we like the most and what we like the least out of the entire bunch. But like this Cavs set is a, it, it's like middle of the pack solid. Like I, it's it, just like they are this year. They're, they're, it's perfectly average and it's a okay by me. I think they're just throw them up again. I image uh, courtesy of, of Nike, um, their PR department, but here's what I like about them. I think the color is, is a plus. I think the trim I'm, I'm pro the checker trim. I think that looks it's cool. so nice. I think like if the Cavs like it, do a full rebrand, they need to integrate this trim 
back into their look. Yeah, the thing that I will say is that I think unequivocally, the best I think the Cavs' best jersey of all time is any variation of the Cavs with the net. And if you want to make that your main, if you want to do this with like that, just swap out that chest, the 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 logo of the swashbuckling Cavalier, and just do Cavs with the net, with the net, and then flip it inverse to be like a, a gold jersey with the wine, and then do like a blue and gold or blue and orange alternate. And then if you want, because I know there's a certain artist uh, in the organization that is uh, has a prominent voice in the organization that is a fan of the '90s look. If you want to do your fourth jersey every year, some different twist on the 90s, they make that like how the heat just kind of like twists the vice that we're twisting that vice jersey for a couple of years and make that kind of like your artsy kind of bold looking kind of jersey. Do that, right? I think this jersey is like pretty good. I, I think this will look cool. I think this is, again, the best. I think this is the best color like of the wine for the Cavs. I like that it's oh, a little yeah. more red. I like that's a little more bright. More I think it, I think the gold like, pops when the, more. When, yeah. when they sweat, it's not going to look like blood. It's not going to look as yeah. deep or red as our background is. Like that's what the Cavs current wine looks like. And it bugs me yes. to no end. Yeah, I, I, I like that little bit more red. Um, wine i think it looks just a little better i think it pops a little bit more and look the Cavs historically have had some jerseys and some some looks that have not been particularly good the gray jersey from a couple years ago awful um the jersey they won the title in is objectively like not a not a good jersey and the players like had issues with them like lebron the, the best jerseys they've ripped the sleeves of them and then had to all the time the equipment staff rip the sleeves and then stitch them because adidas threw a fit that he ripped the sleeves so they had to like yeah. add extra paneling on them so LeBron didn't feel as confined wearing them. Yes. Uh the best jerseys they've had in my mind are just the simple Cavs, uh the wine and gold. The, it's a it's the darker wine, but it's that that wine with the gold Cavs lettering, and then like there's not even the trim, but those are my favorite Cavs jerseys that have ever existed. And I think if you riff on those and you make this like I, I think at the Cavs, if we're gonna say it in like in a jersey phase right now. Do you remember when like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went from like the classic red and then they went to like the those really like pewter the really like overly graphic designed like with the weird numbers? Yes. That's like the Cavs are kind of in that phase of Jersey right now where they're like doing some trying to do something very modern. The Browns had the like ugliest uniforms in the NFL and now even looks again. Look, simple and like kind of more classic with like you take some of the stuff that worked in the 80s and 90s and you update it a little bit to make it more modern that's your path to a successful jersey in my mind let's yep. do that um evan we're running out of time but i want to ask you is there is there one or two that you want to say are your favorite of the other jerseys oh i can give you my quick top five real quick uh number one okay. for me I will, I will come up with mine as you as you're talking so my number one i really love the san antonio spurs fiesta ones i think they're a little out there but i think the aba throwbacks are cool on that one i really like the buck city edition i think they am them incorporating all the eras at once and then including the purple is really neat i really like the timberwolves one i think the timberwolves should make that their primary look going forward i really like the hornets one because i just i'm a sucker for that look to begin with and i love the nets one so much because that like new jersey Nets styling like somebody did a rebranding of the nets that just kind of incorporated that look together they made the primary colors like black red and white and then like navy as like this is their alternate like i love that one 
And then honorable mention to the Clippers one. I like that too, because powder blue is an underrated color for jerseys. And the Pistons one's pretty neat too. It's not teal enough, but it is what it is. Ones I hate. The Pelicans one is boring. I dislike the Heat one quite a bit. I dislike the Thunder one the most. And the Celtics one's pretty blase. And the Lakers one is hit or miss. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. I don't know how I feel about powder blue and purple together, but LeBron will make it look cool. And um, the magic one feels like a missed opportunity not to use like pet, like bright blue instead of orange. Like I understand what they're going for with it, but eh, that's just where I'm at. I don't know. A lot of these are pretty solid though. At the end of the day, like there's yeah. some little stuff, but they're not like none of them are like egregiously bad other than the heat. Yeah. The heat. Oh, the okay. So the my, thunder, yeah, the, even the co- thunder's court is like depressingly bland. Yeah, it's just very white. And, and Oklahoma City is a bizarre city that deserves like bizarre jerseys. Okay. Um, my top five in no order. Um, Wolves one, agree. That's that's definitely I think my favorite. I love I love the Houston one with the stripes because it's kind of got that like 90s kind of weirdness to it. Um, I quite like the Atlanta one. I think that like yellow and like with the big bird is just kind of like a cool um kind of a cool look. I like the the Nets one. And uh, I uh, honorable mention, I like the Wizards one. I think that's I like the stripes. I, I kind of like a stripes moment. And look, honestly, maybe like just because I've looked at it the most, I actually think the Cavs one's quite good. Yeah, I like the Cavs. One. I think it. I think the Cavs one is at least like more imaginative than some of the other ones mm-hmm. that are that are out there. So like like the Suns one is one really one. just like they took the jersey they had last year and sort of just like slightly tweaked it. The Warriors one is yeah. just sort of like I feel like I've. Tangers where the Bulls one is sort of a riff on what they did last year. I do like the Pistons one that red that that bright red is also kind of cool. Yeah. Um the yeah. And I, the Pacers one that's more than anything because it's a callback to the time <laughs> in Oakland and they're playing in San and, Francisco. Yeah. yeah, let's not do that. Um and I also like the Pacers one kind of because it has like a hint of the it's like modern, but like a hint of the ABA. And I like yeah, I like the flow Joe Loke from the Pacers, but I'm also biased. Uh-huh. And I think the Pacers have like one of the best uniform kits in basketball right now because the Raptors used to have that, then they ruined it, but the Bucks are still up there. But um and the Warriors yeah. with the Warriors went from copper plate to yeah. aerial for their font, and it looks awful. Yeah, I'll be curious I, I, to see I if Wednesday. A lot of uni stuff. If, yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if Wednesday uh the Cavs have like random stuff for this for sale already. I'll be curious if they capitalize on that. Dude, um, I might cop right away Rubio one once he's inevitably huh. traded and like I'll get it on the cheap because it's a, uh, it's a, it's a novelty item. Yeah, I mean, broke the, the number three curse. It opens up, up some possibilities. So anyway, that's going to be it for this episode of Lockdown Cap. Yeah, the vengeance. Apollo is going to wear number three. Uh, anyway, that's going to be it for this episode of Lockdown Cavs. I'm Chris Manning. He's Evan Demerol. Again, we're uh, five days a week on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening in audio form on Tuesday, if you're on YouTube, hit, hit that subscribe button. We are so close to 500. Get us to 500, and then we can smack. You can you know get make some burners, get some friends, and get us to a thousand as quick as you possibly can. Until next time, we'll. It's been Lockdown Cavs. Have a good one.